When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. In the Zone. If you've ever driven a tractor, you're her friend. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Holy crow, I thought the weather turned out beautiful yesterday. A little bit of a surprise as far as the warmth was concerned and more on the way today. Welcome in, everybody. It's the fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yonke. So glad to be along with you on a Tuesday morning. How did you spend your day yesterday? I took a walk with the dogs. Not necessarily something I always get a chance to do. Are you noticing things starting to green up? Uh, right around your house, maybe daffodils, crocus, those kinds of things. Why don't you let me know? Our farm talk text line is always open to you. You got a question about something we're discussing on the air? Let me know. The toll free number to call or text eight seven seven three zero one farm. That's eight seven seven three zero one three two seven six. You tuck that in your pocket. Keep that around because I like to hear from you all day long. So like I said, we are going to have some clouds this morning that generally are going to give way to sunshine this afternoon. Today, 51 is our expected high. Winds might be a little noticeable out of the south, about 10 to 15 miles an hour. Partly cloudy tomorrow and 55. Thursday, cloudy and 54. Friday, back to reality, partly cloudy, 38 degrees. Stumacher Ag Meteorologist is on the way with more weather details. Here's a quick rundown on some of the other topics we want you to take away today. We are focused in on the upcoming deadline for applications to the Century Sesquicentennial Farm Salutes that happened during the Wisconsin State Fair. March 1st, the deadline on that. Charity Seebecker's got some details on the way. First-time home buyers. If you want to buy a piece of paradise out in the country, there's a few things you should know. It's different than buying a house in town. You've got to maintain your own well. You've got to maintain your own septic. Some of these houses that you're looking at probably have outdated wiring. It can be kind of a gauntlet to make it through. But considering the available inventory, one of our loan officers says, get your paperwork ready now. We're talking with Steve LeFew this morning from Compure Financial. Ethanol, another topic for discussion down at the state capitol. Our Wisconsin ethanol producers want you to know E15 coming to a pump near you if it's not already there. And catching up with our friend John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. Coming off a three-day weekend, what are traders talking about? It's all on the way. Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin partners with schools throughout the state to highlight programs that share the stories from the farm to the nutritious dairy products that land on the table for students to enjoy, thanks to your checkoff dollars. Janet Clark, dairy farmer and chair of the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin Board, explains the impact that your checkoff dollars have. As a dairy farmer, I love being able to go to sporting events, even at the local level, and seeing our partnership with WIAA and that chocolate milk as a recovery drink. And being able to then go to the state tournament and see that chocolate milk available for these athletes and being able to share with them the benefits of what dairy has for them. It's being able to connect with 
that next generation of consumer, showing them that not only is dairy really good for you, but dairy farming is really great for our state, for our community, and for our environment. I love being able to be involved in Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin and our checkoff program. The programs that they are offering to our consumers in order to market on behalf of us Wisconsin dairy farmers is next to none and award-winning. To learn more, check out wisconsindairy.org. So I think we've all become familiar with phrases like Airbnb, VRBO, maybe even glamping if you're into the rural community. But now here's a new one to add to the list. Harvest host. It's a concept that started during the pandemic, but is catching on as we move into spring 2024 right here in Wisconsin, as well as across the countryside. Harvest Hope basically allows you to allow people with RVs or campers to come to your property and hang out for a couple days. They take care of everything, but in return, they pay you for the opportunity. And if you've got a product that you'd like to sell, fresh vegetables, maybe some baked goods, well, that might be the upside for you as well. I talked about it with Joel Holland. He is the CEO of Harvest Host. And I asked him to tell me a little bit more about how this adventure got started. Yeah, so Harvest Host was actually inspired by a program in France called France Passion. Um, they had started this program probably almost two decades ago. And the idea was connecting RVers with wineries. And these wineries wanted more business. The RVers wanted a really pretty place to spend the night. Uh, and, and the agreement was, you can stay here for free. If you buy a couple bottles, everybody wins. You know, bring that back to the U.S., RVing is a very large category. You know, by many estimates, almost 12 mil million RV owners in the U.S. And, you know, campgrounds are fine. Um, Walmart parking lots are fine. But what's better than parking among the vines or at a farm, right? And so that was the whole concept with Harvest Host. Let's connect these millions of RVers with all these wonderful farms and farmers who are looking to, you know, sell more product so that everyone can win. So that was the very basic premise. And, and it's grown quite a bit over the years. We now have a quarter million members uh, and over 5,000 hosts in our program. Very interesting. Did you have a background in hospitality or a connection to agriculture? Why did this really seem to resonate with you, Joel? You know, it's it resonated, it resonated with me as an RVer. So my background was actually in technology. And I had built a company uh, in, the, in the digital space, you know, a digital video company. My wife and I then hit the road after I was done with that company in an RV and relatively spontaneously kind of went out and said, hey, let's go see what the country's all about. We've spent too many, you know, too many days on airplanes flying coast to coast. Let's go see what's in the heart. And RV is a great way to do that. We ended up loving it so much that we spent two years RVing through all the lower 48 states and trying to see everything. We just really wanted to see what every state had to offer. And along that way, got a little bit bored with your typical campground, right? Like they're utilitarian. And we're looking at all these beautiful vistas and farms and wineries and breweries and golf courses thinking, hey, wouldn't it be nice if we could stay there? We'd love to support the proprietors. We, we love farm fresh produce. We love wine. Let's see if we can put two and two together. And, and so Harvest Host was really the solution to that. Now, to make it a success, you had to have cooperators. How were those early cooperators approached? Um, you know, every great idea is still going to have some wrinkles along with the way. Take me back to 2010 when you had to bring this concept to somebody that was going to allow strangers onto their property. How did you get that jump started? Yeah, so I was lucky. <laughs> I learned a long time ago, it's better to 
do things you're good at and let others do the things that they're best at. And as my wife and I were traveling around, it was actually 2016 when we were doing this traveling around. And I thought, hey, what a novel concept. Let's get farms and wineries into a program and connect them with RVers. That's how I found this small program at the time called Harvest Hosts. And it had been started by Don and Kim Green in Prescott, Arizona. And they had essentially done exactly what I wanted to do, but they had a head start and they had 600 locations already in the program. So I reached out to them and said, hey, I love this concept. It is cool. Would you have any interest in selling it and retiring so that we can try to take it to the next level? So, you know, the short answer is Don and Kim did all the hard work at the beginning. And I don't know how they did it because to approach a proprietor and say, hey, we don't have a business yet, but one day there's going to be something here. Would you like to join? That's tough. When I took over 600 locations, I hired a team and I brought on a team to start recruiting. And they would reach out to farms and say, here's how it works. It costs nothing for you to join. We'll never charge you a dime to be in the program. Um, our members are going to support you when they visit. They're going to buy you know, an average of $50 per night in produce or whatever, agritours and whatever you're selling. And it'll end up being an extra fifteen dollars to $20,000 in revenue for you every year. And we're not going to take any of that. So that was the pitch. And we really hired a team who did a good job of going out and getting to know the farmers. And one of the first ways we did that was through agritourism uh, bureaus and trade groups, state by state, and some of them are national. And we really started to try to be present in all of these knowledge sharing areas that farmers were going. Wow. And like you said, uh, tremendous success. I want to walk through the pandemic and thoughts that came through your mind at the beginning when we didn't know a whole lot. And then as it cascaded through uh, over the years, uh, you were already kind of established, uh, like just getting the wheels rolling as any entrepreneur. You know, the beginning is always that frothy, fast time. Tell me what happened with Harvest Hosts and your team, your approach, once the pandemic became part of everybody's lives. That's right. So, yeah, we were chugging along. So I took over May 2018. We we really started hitting our stride in 2019, and it was awesome. We were adding hosts. We were adding tens of thousands of new members. We had really turned on advertising. We'd hired a large team. Um, and then the pandemic hit. So my original, my, my initial thoughts without cursing were, you know, oh, butternut squash. <laughs> like, here we go. Like, this is, this is the worst. Um, but you know, it's interesting, you know, and I think everybody across the country, probably around the world had the same thought at the same time. We don't know what's going to happen. This is really scary stuff. March, you know, 2020, everything shut down. We saw membership completely dry up. We saw people stop traveling because they were told to stay home. But then we realized that, you know, people love to travel and like travel is a super important part of life for most of us. And the safe way to get back to traveling is going to be by road, right? I knew it was going to take a while for airplanes, but I figured people are going to get back in those RVs and they're going to start traveling as soon as they're allowed to. And so we were ready. You know, in May, we launched a large advertising campaign basically saying RV travel is the way to safely, scenically uh, travel while supporting the local economy. People were excited to get back on the road, and then they were really excited to get back to supporting these you know, local businesses and establishments that are so much fun to visit. Joel Holland with a great idea. It has now manifested itself into a company he calls Harvest Host, and you could get involved. Right now, there's about six locations in Wisconsin participating in the Harvest Host program. As you can imagine, you'll find out more online, Harvest Host. 
Host.com. Coming up next, finding out what's coming our way weather-wise. So far, it looks like a beautiful day on the way. Stand by. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Leadership Institute is a year-long premier crash course in personal development, agricultural advocacy, and Wisconsin Farm Bureau that builds up strong Farm Bureau members. I'm proud to be a Wisconsin Farm Bureau member because they invested time and resources in me and my development, and I cannot wait to give a return on that investment. WFBF.com A voice for farmers A vision for agriculture Wisconsin Farm Bureau Some space has become a catch-all for everything you want to keep in storage. Make use of that wasted space now. What about the basement? Rec rooms, an office, extra bedrooms for growing teenagers are all popular uses for an upgraded basement. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company specializing in kitchens, baths, and basements. Let's get the conversation started with a complimentary estimate, consultation, and suggestions. ActuateLLC.com Design. Create. Actuate. Today's consumers have a lot of questions about where their food comes from and how it's produced. And that's all we talk about. I'm the fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yankee, and at the Midwest Farm Report, all we do is try to make sure you've got clear information on what Wisconsin farmers are doing today to put food on your table tomorrow. It's not about eat this versus that, but instead giving you the information you need to make smart decisions as a consumer. Join us at MidwestFarmReport.com, Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook, and be sure to sign up for our e-newsletter. They say yes to seven straight days. A traveling dress rehearsal for you to get comfortable in the seat and feel the power behind the smartest purchase you've ever made. The seven-day, no-questions-asked return policy, if you need it, at Bergstrom Automotive. Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, on the way in just a little bit. But let's talk a little bit more about this weather. I mean, my goodness, we're talking about temperatures potentially into the 50s today. Well, that may be well and good for you and I. Guess what? Our Wisconsin potato producers are a little concerned. If you've got potatoes in your garage, your basement, your root cellar, you know what we're talking about. These warmer temperatures mean that it's tougher for us to try to keep them in storage. Mike Kopas is a senior agronomist with the Wysocki family companies up in central Wisconsin, and he kind of explains what the ideal would be in trying to hang on to Wisconsin potatoes that were grown last year until we're ready to buy them as late as August this year. Well, we thought we were going to have it. (laughs) He says the temperatures normally are about 40 degrees when it comes to those potatoes that are in storage. And he said when it gets to be as warm as it is outside, they have a difficult time. They don't really have a thermostat to cool those potatoes, so they open the doors and allow air to come in. He said people have to remember that potatoes are a living organism. They have to be treated as such. So if you're trying to keep those potatoes for as long as possible, his advice is keep them dark. 
and keep them cool. He said if these potatoes uh, try to respond to the weather that we've got outside, then uh, they basically are going to want to grow. Yeah, that's what they're all about, trying to propagate this year's bunch of potatoes. Let's talk about weather. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, joining us now this morning. You know, that's one thing. I, I We always have potatoes, it seems, Buck and his uh, love of hanging on to everything. But this is the time of the year where it does get a little challenging to try to manage how long you're going to be able to hang on to him, huh? That's right. Well, I was thinking it sounds like me every day trying to keep me in the dark and cool. <laughs> you are more manageable that way. That is for uh-huh. sure. Yeah, and, you know, people forget those potatoes that we harvested last year, uh, they're still going to be going to Wisconsin's fresh markets uh, up through end of July into August, as long as we do our job right. Today is going to be tricky for those folks. I mean, uh, it's one thing when you're in the 40s, but today it looks like we've got a bullseye on 50s, huh? Yeah, the more mild air is building in, Pam. I mean, temps are going to push up into the low, even mid-50s today and tomorrow. There's a dense fog advisory in the east this morning, especially eastern Fond du Lac County, Sheboygan County, Washington, Ozaukee, Waukesha, and Milwaukee. A foggy start this morning, a little freezing fog in some areas too, but that's a sign of that mild air melting our snow and ice and the like. A little haziness, kind of a glaze on some things in eastern Wisconsin. Otherwise, the warm-up today, no big systems really trying to organize just mild air building into the area, a weak frontal passage through Wisconsin, especially late tomorrow, will signal just a little bit of a cool down Thursday and Friday. Nothing drastic, still above normal, even when I say cool down. And then those temperatures respond in the weekend. Back up into the 40s, could be some 50s into early next week. The mild air is going to continue through the end of February. I'll have our forecast details in just a bit. With the Compere Financial Patronage Program, we share earnings with member owners of our cooperative. It's our way of saying, we are here. Here so you can pay down your loan faster or make a new investment in your operation. And that family vacation you've been putting off? Yep, we're here for that too. Learn more at compere.com patronage. Compere Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2023, all rates reserved. We're exploring farming in the last frontier, Alaska. Come and join us. Hi, everyone. I'm Pam Yankee. The date's August 22nd through September 1st. We'll visit a variety of Alaska farms, including a private boat excursion to experience a shrimping operation. Of course, you'll get all the majestic scenery and impressive wildlife along the way. Visit HolidayVacations.com, keyword Pam, for more information and to watch a travel video or call 888 888- Five five seven ten twenty today. All right, buddy. Let me know when I got to start slathering on the sunscreen. Goodness gracious, this is this is pretty amazing for the twentieth of February. Yeah, we are definitely warming up. I mean, low thirties normal right now, thirty three or so. So today, mostly sunny skies, low fifties almost everywhere. That dense fog advisory in the east and southeast this morning. Be careful; could freeze on and be a little slick. But more sun breaks out through the day. South winds five to fifteen. Really sounds pretty mild. Partly cloudy overnight. We hold back near freezing with the southwest wind five to ten. Partly sunny Wednesday. More warm up. 
low and even some mid-50s. I'd say central Wisconsin, probably warmest in the mid-50s. Southwest winds at 5. That cool front drops through. Partly sunny Thursday, a little cooler. Upper 40s and low 50s with the north winds at 5 to 15. Even a little cooler for Friday. Low 40s, Pam, and then we turn it around already by Sunday and into next week. A little bit of rain on the forecast from what I'm seeing for next week, too. There's that chance looking to pop up toward Monday. There could be a little shower off to our southeast, even into late Wednesday or Thursday. All but right. Not quite here. Well, we'll we'll figure it out. Thanks, buddy. We'll catch you tomorrow. All right. See ya. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, with the weather details you're looking for. Don't forget the talk text line available. Let me know what's happening in your neck of the woods. Gardening already on your mind? Maybe those crocus or tulips are starting to come out uh, big time. 877 877- 301 farm that's 877-301-3276 our talk text line available to you anytime all right so the dow jones industrial average after a three-day weekend is down more than 140 points commodities though for corn and beans are up talking about it with john heinberg market advisor with total farm marketing out of west bend yet this morning this is the midwest farm report with pam youngke Livestock producers rely on BioVet for microbial and nutritional support. Keeping livestock eating and productive. Make BioVet your trusted partner for your livestock health since 1991. Learn more at Innovation. Farming is dangerous. There's dangers all around us. We work around it and we live around it every day. And we just become desensitized to what's around us. We go through safety training and, you know, we try and do these things to make sure accidents don't happen, but you just never know. There are so many farmers that I think take for granted all of the underground utilities that are there. You don't want to hit a gas pipe because that's your life. The other part of it is if you hit certain things, you're liable for it. I mean, we kind of know what's out here, but all at the same time, you, you just always call. Farm Safe 811 starts with you. Whether you're installing drain tile or doing any sort of digging, always call 811 and wait for any underground lines to be marked and have the depth confirmed. That's farming with care. But if a line does get damaged, go somewhere safe and call. Always keep safety in the back of your mind. Just stay humble. For more information, go to farmsafe811.org. We're known for our sweet moves, but what you might not know is that we can store your stuff too. Yep, from one day to one year. We can hold on to your things on our trucks or in our warehouse. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the unexpected storage move. Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things, well, like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving. You haven't seen moves like these before. You love your home. It's full of memories from the past and even more memories to be made. When you're ready to spruce it up, contact AF Construction. AF Construction will talk to you about your addition ideas, like a relaxing three-season sunroom or expanded living space. AF Construction, your local hands-on remodeling contractor, offering line item estimates and eye-popping results. For your free consultation, visit afconstructionllc.com. Get ready for a remarkable new look. Buying a really good piece of jewelry may seem intimidating, 
but not after you talk with William Thomas. They take the time with you so you know your money is well spent, not overspent. Their decades of knowledge shine almost as brilliantly as the stunning stones in your custom piece. Come see the collection of gorgeous gems and choose one for your very own. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Celebrating 30 years of brilliance. Tom from Tom's Auto Center. You know the colors of a stoplight. Red meaning alert. Yellow meaning caution. Green meaning it's safe to move forward. We use a similar system in our repair report, which you receive after every service. Red meaning it needs urgent attention. Yellow meaning we have concerns. Green meaning your vehicle is all good. Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. At Berkshire Automotive, we have a non-commissioned sales team, which is a polite way to say we don't really care whether you buy a practical Equinox, the rugged Silverado, or the speedy new Corvette. You've been told no before? Join the Berkshire Automotive family for the yes. At Berkshire Automotive, we teach our people to take no out of the vocabulary. Is no in your vocabulary? Uh, no. No isn't a thing at Bergstrom Automotive. Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. Join the Bergstrom Auto family. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but... I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. And now a break from the Farm Report with Pam Yankee for a sports report. Hey, Zach. Remember when uh, the Badgers were ranked sixth in the nation? And then yesterday... You throw this on the committee, the projected rankings for March Madness. They had them as a four seed. <laughs> a four seed. Woo, buddy. Zach, they, they went to Iowa and they lost to Fran McCaffrey in overtime. And it was Iowa's first quad one win. What the hell happened? Like, it looked like it was going so good at first. Iowa made a little run at the uh, end of the first half. And then, pff, what? Iowa shot 50% in the second half. Uh, I have a couple questions for you about it. We have some callers calling in, uh, mostly about Greg Gard, about injuries yeah. as well. But on the Badgers themselves as a whole, it, is is defense their main issue right now? Yeah, it feels like it's game to game with them sometimes, but defense has been the consistent issue throughout the season. They have not been very good at it. And Iowa pretty much had their way there in the second half. And even, I mean, it, they did. They obviously did have some scoring lulls that allowed Wisconsin to erase that nine-point lead. But yeah, they uh, they are not a good defensive team. And Greg Gard has known this. He's talked about a lot of it throughout the year. They have struggles on that end, and, and really, it's the inability to stop guards getting inside the paint. And you know, um, that is a that's a huge issue, and they haven't been able to fix it right now. And that was obviously the case with 
what Iowa was able to do. I don't know that Greg Gard has an answer at this point for this year. Getting some, you know, getting Kamari McGee back maybe gives him a little bit of uh, a little bit more uh, athleticism um, at, at guard, and maybe you're not having to play Chucky as much and having him chase screens all over the place. But they don't. I don't know that they have a ton of answers, especially with just five games left in the regular season. Um, we had a caller call in last segment uh, by the name of Keith, and Keith said, you know, I understand about the you know the guard frustration and this and that, but he's like, look at the injuries. Um, and I think you were talking about obviously Chucky Hepburn right there. Like, no Kamari McGee to have uh, Hepburn have a little fresher legs. Uh, John, you know, John Blackwell finally was playing a little bit uh, yesterday after being injured. And, you know, Siegen was injured from some time. Is uh, the depth that was once so good for the Badgers, are we looking at the injuries being, I mean, outside of the defense, are we looking at injuries kind of being a problem of, uh, you know, shortening up uh, the Badgers, you know, rotation, roster here? I feel like it'd be making an excuse. A lot of teams go through injuries, and this and Wisconsin certainly been the case. I think you know Stephen Crow was dinged up there, yeah, Crowell too, a little yeah. bit had had the knee injury. Um, I'm I, I can't do it. <laughs> I I think Kamari McGee is important. I, I there's no doubt about that. I think John Blackwell is important, and, and obviously getting him back on Saturday was big. Uh, they haven't really been that affected by injuries this year, if we're being honest. I mean, Connor Asijan, yes, at the beginning of the year was dinged up, but he also wasn't he was still going to be coming off the bench just like he was it's not like he was going to be a starter and they certainly do need uh his scoring and probably will need his scoring at, at uh down the stretch here but i don't know that that was a huge it was the issue for him getting off to a strong start there's no doubt about that but uh the, the team success they still won games without him it's not like they didn't have a lot of success earlier this year when he was hurt and they managed through kamari mcgee's injury at least initially there are significant things with this team that I don't think are injury related. They are a deep, they are a deep team, but not a deep team in certain places, like in the backcourt, mm-hmm. um, having played Carter Gilmore more minutes than, <laughs> than certainly he uh, should be. They don't have an, a piece there to be able to stick in when Tyler Walls in foul trouble or um, they need, you know, they need somebody in there. And that is, I think as big of a thing as anything. They don't have a, a ton of backcourt debt or excuse me, frontcourt depth. So, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put this on injuries. Can you look at guard and some of these play calling out of timeouts and be like, "Yo, uh, you can put some onus on Gardo for not, you know, banging down low and having Chucky hook up a three, or is it a broken play? Like, what is it out of these timeouts? It was clear that it wasn't. That was not the play that was drawn up out of the timeout, right? That was. That's. I can promise you. I can promise you. Well, I think Greg even said it after. Yeah, that was not. Uh, the intention uh, coming out of the timeout uh, to have that be the play. Um, but getting the ball, I, I, you know, Chucky is, we, we talked about it earlier this year. They never had like an East Coast games. Like, so who's going to take the last shot? And obviously um, Chucky was the one that ended up taking it. I, in that situation, I, I probably try and get the ball to AJ store right. in, in some way to allow him to try and drive and, and be aggressive. And now back to the farm report with Pam Yankee. Who needs an alarm clock when you've got the farm, babe? Pam Yonke and the Farm Report. I'll do what I can to help you rise and shine. The weather should really help you out today. Morning again, everybody. Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yonke. Tickled to have you along with us. I'm even more delighted to give you this weather forecast. Yes, I know it's the 20th of February. Not what we expect, but I'll take it. Uh, some clouds this morning, then they'll burn off sunshine. And 51 are expected high today. It doesn't end there. Tomorrow, 55. Thursday, 54 before we dip back to reality on Friday. 
38 degrees. Stick around. John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, joining us live this morning. We're coming off three days worth of uh, rest and relaxation for traders in Chicago. What are they thinking about? Where are they focusing their attention this morning? Corn and soybeans right now are trading a little higher. John's going to break it down for us and give you some insights. Stick around. All right. So like I said, today is the 20th day of February. On this day back in 1943, the All-American Girls Baseball League was formed. It actually started with franchises in Kenosha and Racine. And of course, it was the inspiration behind the movie, A League of Their Own, starring Gina Davis, Madonna, Rosie O'Donnell. You know what I'm talking about. That all started with the All-American Girls League on this day in 1943. On this day in 1962, the first U.S. citizen to orbit the Earth landed in the Atlantic. And who was it? Mm Mm-hmm. John Glenn. He spent five hours in space flight, but it came almost a year after the Soviet Union had already accomplished that. Still, John Glenn makes the first orbit of Earth on this day back in 1962. Happy birthday to former Canadian hockey great Phil Esposito, 82 years young. Patty Hearst, my goodness, does that take some of us back? Patty Hearst is 70 years old today. Cindy Crawford, 58, and you can't tell it by looking at her. And also, Rihanna, she is turning 36, and now you know. I tell you what, what you don't know when it comes to first-time home buyers, especially if you want to buy properties in rural Wisconsin, can really cost you. Not just on the short term, on the long term. Remember, a lot of those properties you're looking at in rural Wisconsin come with additional responsibilities, like maintaining your own well, maintaining your own septic. That facility might have aged wiring, all things that as a new home buyer you have to think about and you have to be ready to pay for when it comes to inspections. Tomorrow at 1 o'clock, there's going to be a special first-time home buyers webinar hosted by Compure Financial for anybody looking at buying that little slice of paradise out in the country. I talked about it with Steve LeFew. He's a loan officer with Compure Financial, and he says you really need to get your ducks in a row if you want to be ready to take action when those properties come available. So for the first-time homebuyer program, a lot of people are wondering what type of property can can we purchase as part of this program? Because a lot of low or no first-time homebuyer programs have certain requirements of it can only be this many acres or it can only be this old or only in a certain area. And so we're going to go through in the webinar a really high-level overview of not only our program but other programs that are out there and what you can and can't do with some of those programs. And we feel like the Compure Financial 0% down first-time homebuyer program is is more of a catch-all for a lot of different scenarios and properties out in the country. So um, we'll be talking about that February 21st at 1 p.m. Now, what can I do to prepare for that, Steve? What kinds of documentation will Compere look for uh, if I've been thinking about this and maybe my husband and I have been kind of looking at listings or something like that? How can I be fully prepared to not only tap into the information during the webinar, but get ready for that first appointment with someone like you? Well, certainly join the webinar. We'll go through a lot of good stuff there. Um, before, during, and after the webinar, things that you're going to want to understand is any lender, including Compere, will look at your credit score and will look at a debt-to-income ratio. So get a good feel for 
your own personal budget. I think before Compeer or I tell you whether or not you can afford something, you should have a good idea on your own already. So sit down at that kitchen table, take a look at what your income was in 2023 or what it is now, and then go through your expenses. Make the budget all the way through and figure out, okay, how much room do we have in there for a new housing payment plus taxes and insurance? So we're going to go through those various programs, budgeting, some information about credit, and then features of the program, how it works, how it's structured, and what you can use it for. A little friendly advice from Steve LeFew. He's a loan officer with Compure Financial. If you're a first-time home buyer and you really have your heart set on finding a place out in the country, you need to tap into this knowledge. One o'clock tomorrow, it's all online. It's all free. Compure.com is where you can get registered. But like I said, remember, when you decide you want to live out in the country, it comes with additional responsibilities, that well, that septic, that wiring, and and those are all going to cost you a little bit extra when it comes to overall inspections. So do your due diligence for sure. Compure.com, 1 o'clock tomorrow, that seminar. Let's keep rolling. Hey, don't forget, March 1st is the deadline for applications to recognize our century and sesquicentennial farms and homes all across the state of Wisconsin. Uh, the Wisconsin State Fair recognizes those operations during the Wisconsin State Fair, and we're a part of that. We'd love for you to share your story, but the applications have to be in by March 1st. Charity Seebecker joins us now with a quick review of the Century Sesquicentennial Farm and Home Recognition Program. Applications for the Century and Sesquicentennial Farm Awards are due March 1st, and Jill Owen-Ness with the Wisconsin State Fair Park explains more about the program and how you can be recognized for this great milestone. So the Century Farm Program started in 1948 when Wisconsin celebrated its centennial celebration. And that year there was a 23-day Wisconsin State Fair as part of the festivities, and that's when the program started. So when Wisconsin celebrated its sesquicentennial in 1998, we started the 150-year farm program. So they both correspond with the state. Tell me about your involvement with the program. What we do here at Wisconsin State Fair is we run the, uh, we do the applications. So most people can go right to their county agent or the register deeds in their county, or they can give us a call and we'll mail them out an application. And then you fill it out. We'll have uh, Casey on staff here does uh, the entry of all of them. She does an awesome job. We review each application. And it's just really important when we do the application, the most important thing is the month, day, and year of each transfer. So we want to know the day, the month, and the year that, say, Grandpa bought the property, then when he turned it over to the next generation, the month, day, and year, and then the next month, day, and year, and the next generation takes over. That's what we're really looking for on the application. And then we always encourage everyone to make a copy of it. So they have it for their family records. It does take some time to figure everything out and get it all um, filled out. It's a one-page application, front and back, and then just make a copy. So then when you go for the 150, you have all the information. You can share it with your, your family. That was Jill Albaness with the Wisconsin State Fair Park. Applications for the award can be found on our website at MidwestFarmReport.com. Since the program began, there have been over 9,000 century farms recognized and over 1,000 sesquicentennial farms. Apply today and add your family farm to that list. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.
Love telling those stories. Thanks, Charity. All right, markets and overnight electronic trade this morning. So far, are trending higher for corn and soybeans. Talking with John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing, in just a moment here. Right now, December corn's up a penny at 4.59. November soybeans they're up six, currently at 11.54. July wheat though still lagging behind, down three cents, 5.58 a bushel. We've got March class three milk up a penny at 16.85, but the April milk has yet to move. It closed four cents lower on Friday, still stands at 17.09 a hundredweight. All right, coming up next, it's not so much the numbers, but the story behind the numbers. John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, joins us to tell us more about those stories in a moment. As always, folks, if you can't hear us on the radio but you want to follow up, pop on over to MidwestFarmReport.com. You can hear all of our conversations posted right there on our podcast. And as I said earlier, don't be afraid to send us messages. Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook, Midwest Farm Report on Facebook, or our Farm Talk text line, 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. John Heinberg's up next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Sick and tired of achy joints? Dread the idea of surgery? You need to call QC Kinetics today. Listen, the state of healthcare is always changing. The old ideas like steroids and surgeries are no longer your only options. Regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics is transforming lives with innovative, non-surgical, drug-free treatments that deliver lasting results. Knee pain, back pain, shoulder pain from arthritis or injury? Don't let this pain keep you from living your best life. QC Kinetics advanced state-of-the-art treatments harness and direct your body's natural ability to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. This is a revolutionary approach that can get you long-term relief with no downtime. Make 2024 the year you reclaim your mobility, reclaim your independence, walk and run and play and live without the danger and trauma of surgery and without harmful drugs. Call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. 608-319-1750. 608-319-1750. Again, 608-319-1750. Sometimes it's nice to let the kids have their own space downstairs. It's also pretty awesome to expand that basement into usable living space or entertainment area. Actuate Improvement will transform your basement into a livable area everyone can enjoy. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company specializing in kitchens, baths, and basements. Let's get the conversation started with a complimentary estimate, consultation, and suggestions. ActuateLLC.com. Design. Create. Actuate. At Denny's Jewelers, we believe hugs never get old. To make sure your next gift purchase is deserving of a big old hug, join our Denny's Cares a Little More list. We help you choose what pieces of jewelry are must-haves, so your partner knows exactly what you like. Then we help make those wishes come true. Stop by and wrap your arms around the Denny's Cares a little more list. And enjoy the hug. My folks like the prices and the people at Denny's Jewelers, they care a little more. Sal's. 
cows, plows. Heck, anything connected to farming's on the menu here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, they had three days to cool their heels. Today it's back to business for those folks down in Chicago. And I'm curious what they're talking about. It's not about the numbers when it comes to the farm, babe. It's about the stories behind those numbers to help tell that story. John Heinberg, Market Advisor, Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, joining us live this morning. Okay, buddy, so talk to me. I saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average seems to be under pressure. At the same time, we've got corn and soybeans trading higher. Where's the news on a Tuesday morning? Well, a little bit of a headline that popped through last night, an unexpected cut by the Chinese uh, central bank in terms of its interest rates, just to kind of help promote uh, the, the lending sector as well as the retail sector. Uh, again, that's got the market a little fired up, I think, on the commodity side. Again, anytime that we see news over there regarding the world's largest buyer of commodity goods, things of this nature, obviously cutting interest rates, frees up money. Does that lead to more buying? Again, the computers just trigger it, and we see some buying going into the market. So we'll have to see how things carry out through the course of the day, you know, because the picture really hasn't still changed here in terms of the supplies and the competition from global prices, things of that nature. You know, as the the funds continue to push this market to the downside for corn and soybeans, you know, maybe we can see a little bit of support in soybeans. We're seeing some of the Brazilian prices start to come off those lows now as they're getting a little further into harvest. So that's something we'll be watching closely is where that harvest pace is and maybe that gives us a little better picture of what's going to be available for beans out there in the next handful of months you know with those competing supplies out of brazil so last week john there was a ag outlook that occurred out in washington dc uh, usually it's a newsmaker if not uh, for the people that show up to address the group some of the trends something you want to follow through what did you take away from that last week you know, realistically, that outlook form five years ago was not even major news, but the way the market trades now where it just looks for grabs and headlines everywhere and the computers really just grab information and it does become a tradable event now. You know, basically those are projections, guys sitting around a room saying, what are we planting? You know, so for us, it was, you know, what are we going to see for the trends and the trend that we're most concerned about? And obviously the market is too, is this constant feeling of growing supplies. And we see that in both corn and soybeans, you know, acreage numbers, 91 million acres of corn, 87.5 million acres of beans. That's fairly within what everybody thought. But we're looking at those carryouts. Next year's corn carryout, 2.5 billion bushels. Gives us a stocks to use of 17.3%. That's the largest stocks to use since 2006 for this type of projection. Again, just tells you how much is out there on the supply side. And then soybeans getting back over the 400 million bushel, 435 million bushel mark for projected again, carryover projections. We haven't seen that for a handful of years. You know, so again, that just weighs on the market overall, and we need to start seeing some things change. Now, obviously, again, those numbers are going to change very, very quickly based on demand, based on the acres that we're going to plant in March with the intentions report. You know, those are going to be the key numbers that we'll follow going forward. All right. So I'm purely selfish here. Got to make some crop insurance decisions here in the next couple of weeks. What can you tell me? Give me guidance. I mean, I'm not happy with what I see in Chicago today. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a big issue as we're finishing out the price here right now for for the, the first half of the crop insurance uh, formulas. And, you know, again, last year, obviously, numbers were very elevated. So producers are going to really have to sit down with their banker, with their insurance, and figure out where they're going to need to be, you know, in terms of what they have to put together. Cost of production is going to be a big factor in there. Right now, obviously, at these levels, guys are very, very anxious uh, with the profitability or the lack thereof in terms of where this crop is going to possibly be started. You know, but again, with 
that too. There's still a little bit of value out there. That's something we talk about in terms of the next crop, you know, understand what's price and value. If there's still good value there, you got to go find the tools that you need in your uh, portfolio, basically to protect that. Mm. Don't like it. Don't like it. And I heard that crop insurance is going to be more expensive this year than it was last year. Yeah, more than likely. And that's typically how those things kind of shake out. There's a lot of payments out this year because of the big price drop that we had. And again, so that usually has to come back at and, you know, makes things more difficult for those producers to make those decisions. But again, just look at all the tools that are available to you besides insurance that can help protect your prices or your values. John Heinberg, Market Advisor, Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, joining us live this morning. Uh, again, you can find him online, totalfarmmarketing.com, or give him a call, 800-334-9779. I got to pivot just a little bit to the livestock, John. You and I talked about it during the commercial break. Uh, the hog market really got a lot of attention last week, but now we're finding out it might not necessarily have been merited. Explain. Yeah, last couple of weeks, we've seen really strong sales in terms of the uh, export sales numbers, uh, weekly highlights that come out. Last week, pork sales were a staggering 79, 71 point, or 70, excuse me, 71,900 metric tons. That's a huge jump, you know, and shipments are strong, and that kind of got the market feeling pretty good about itself again. We saw some decent price movement, but then we come back and we hear a headline coming out through Reuters that the USDA made some errors. They're going to correct those next week, so that kind of cooled the a little bit of a rally that we had kind of makes you wonder sometimes you know where the numbers are moving in that regard you know we were kind of uh, talking as a group like boy where that number come from in terms of just out of the blue we're you know 83 percent higher week over week on pork sales uh but again sometimes it must have been a clerical error or somebody just misentered some information uh the only problem with that is unfortunately it moves markets and uh you know can sometimes take away from opportunities what about cattle what's happening with cattle these days Cattle market still seeing decent money flow here. And I think it's a little bit more of that retail investor as well as the managed money pushing back into that cattle market. You know, again, just reading the headlines that are out there about the tight cattle supply, strong closing of the week, I think opens up the door for the cattle market to possibly climb a little bit higher here. I'm still cautious in this window just because of the time of year uh, that this thing really wants to get going. But again, when the money starts stepping into a market and the strong close that we saw Friday, it wouldn't surprise me we see some more follow through, even if the fund fundamentals are starting to get a little quieter here just because of the seasonal window. John Heinberg, Market Advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend along with us. This is a special week for you, near and dear to your heart. Explain. Very much so. Uh, shout out to those FFAers out there and the F National FFA organizations. we got National FFA Week. Obviously, before I got into this uh, position, I was an ag instructor for 16 years up in Cashton, Wisconsin. And uh, that organization is really the foundation of a lot of the things I do today. And I encourage communities to continue to support those ag programs and those FFA students. There you go. Shout out to Cashton. Shout out to the FFA. Good enough, John. Appreciate it, my friend. We'll catch up with you next week. Sounds good. Have a great week. John Heinberg, Market Advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, joining us live on a Tuesday morning to get you ahead of the trade. Again, we're coming off a three-day weekend. Uh, they're scratching and clawing, looking for news to help drive the trade. Now you're ahead of it, at least as far as directions that they can go. As we said, you can always find them online, totalfarmmarketing.com. Call them, 800-334-9779, or send them an email, John H at TotalFarmMarketing.com. And I'll have this conversation up for you at MidwestFarmReport.com in just a couple minutes. Tomorrow, we're in Lent. How is the yellow perch supply in Wisconsin? Mmm, we'll talk about it tomorrow. See you then. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.